Coach, it really is. World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Boy, bear with me a second. i got a, a real unction... Uh, you guys know what that is? An unction means a real leading here. It just it just hit me. Uh, somebody just sent me something that I want I want to share here with the show. So I'm bear with me here. I'm gonna send this to Jared right now or Spencer. Hang on, bear with me. Morning, folks. Good morning. 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 Let's see here. Why won't that pop up? Let's try that. There, that that'll do it. And then let's go here. Bear with me. Wow, this is really good. Uh, all right. It's sent. Jared, you'll have it there in a second. Hey, good morning. Good morning, folks. Uh, <clears throat> can't tell you how much I appreciate y'all coming in here every day. And I always want to preface, preface, preface the same thing every day. And I was just saying a little bit about in the, in the pre-show. I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay. I'm working it out. I am. I'm not a theologian. I've n- never been to cemetery. I, nothing. And just like all of you guys right here, everything I've learned, I've learned from somebody else in every aspect of my life. I, I, I was a 30-year 30, 30 veteran football coach, and I would learn something every week. Opponents would teach me something every week. I would learn something every day in practice. Bible says ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, it's, it is a big barrel of truth that we, that we never get to the bottom of. Because one truth leads to another truth, and it leads to another truth, and another truth. And the reality of it is, boy, I use that phrase a lot. The truth is, we all believe truth, but we haven't really dug to the bottom of it. You, are you, you with that, with me? For instance, if you were to say somebody, uh, uh, Coach, uh, Coach Dave and... How about my buddy, Norm Emmett? Norm and Barb, they've been married 50 years. They have a wonderful marriage. And they do. But digging into what makes that marriage work is really where you get to the truth, isn't it? And what works for Barb and Norm maybe didn't work for me and Michelle. Maybe it didn't work for Randy and Kay, right? So I'm not saying that truth is situational. But I'm saying this, the truth is situational, right? And so truth can be, if, if, if you latch onto something that you believe to be the truth, you're going, that's, that's the way you're going to run with it. You, you're going to go there. And remember, Mark Trump brought to our attention the idea of first truth, the idea that when you first believed in Santa Claus, it was hard and disappointing to realize there wasn't a Santa Claus. Right? And the older we get, the more this applies. And I'm just telling you, I even in things are happening so quickly that that it is beyond my ability to analyze it. And I was doing some uh, Michelle would attest to this. I was doing some research this morning, and I said I said to her I, uh, on a topic that I want to talk about, and I said I, I can't go there yet. I can't go there to myself. And I said to her, I can't go there. She said, Well, why? Why can't you go there? Because I don't know. I don't know the truth on I. I don't know. Oh, here, here's a topic. Maybe we'll get into it. I mentioned it yesterday, but I'm not. I'm not diving into it yet. Once saved, always saved. What you start digging into the depth of that baby, can you lose your salvation? There'll be fifty different opinions, all of them valid or attached in some way to a scripture and the truth. Somebody say Amen, so that you're tracking with me here, right? Amen. Amen. The point I'm trying to make is I'm not I I'm not going to live my life believing something just because it makes me feel comfortable. I'm not going to do it. And I, uh, if you believe in once saved, always saved, 
Uh, I always ask this question. If you're saved, why would you want to be unsaved? <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean you can't lose it? <laughs> I don't want to lose it. <laughs> I don't want to lose my salvation, right? It's crazy, right? Crazy. So I, I would say this. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> if you're saved, you ought to act like it, <laughs> right? You know them by their fruit. I'm not going to get into that yet. I got this this morning. It just came to me this morning, and this is really, really we live, folks, we live in unbelievable times, man. We The stuff that's going on. I said before the show began, for those of you who are tuning in out there, look, I, I step on theology here. And sometimes I step on theology ignorantly, meaning I don't know. And if you watch this show a lot, you know I do that about dispensationalism and and uh, the rapture and all that stuff, because I, I don't know. And can I tell you something? Neither do you. No matter how many Bible verses you can dig out supporting your position, we don't know. Would everybody agree with me on that? And so if I continue to talk about that, it makes people nervous because they're they're digging on that, right? So I said before the show went live, we're going to know here soon about Israel. We're going to know here soon because Gog and Magog and all that gogs and all the dogs and all the wogs and all that. They're all lining up, coach. They're all lining up. Well, yeah, they do sure appear to be lining up, don't they? So we're going to find out here real soon, I think. I think. And can I tell you something? Maybe somebody can explain it to me. And I, you know, why can, so, uh, well, <laughs> if there's a separation between the church and the state, all right? which is what they told us, the American government, separation between the church and the state. Can somebody explain to me why we have, un- well, I'm going to make you mad. Why do we have undying loyalty to, to Israel unless there's a biblical perspective in doing so? Can somebody say amen? Do you understand what I just said? Amen. Good tell us the separation between the church and state. Yet both political parties, for some reason, are doing everything they can to please Israel. And is it because it's a biblical purpose? Is it? Is it? Is is it? And so that's what I look at, and I say, "Wow, wow." So I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm, I'm not here to step on your theology. We're here to get to the truth, right? We're here to get to the truth. And we're going to know soon. We're going to know soon. And that's why I say, hey, like a thief in the night, man, be prepared anytime. But you don't know, know when that dude's going to come knocking on your door. And you don't know whether it's going to be through uh, 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 death or whether it's going to be through rapture. You don't, you don't, I don't know and you don't know. Right? None of us know. That's why we have these divisions in the church. And so, yes, Janine, ignorance is bliss. Huh? I believe it. That Bible says it. I believe that settles it. Well, that's stupid. That is so stupid. The Bible says a lot of things. We could argue right now on once saved, always saved. If I brought that subject up, we could go for four days with those who believe once saved, always saved, and those who don't believe it. <laughs> Are you with me? So that's what Jesus told, Paul told us, I guess it was, that foolish and unlearned questions avoid. Stop focusing on the minors. Stop it. But see, it's hard for us to do that because it's so deeply in, ingrained in our theology, right? I, I said this the other day. Uh, yeah, Bobby Knight died, huh? I wonder if he's still in the chairs up in heaven. Uh, I wonder if he's in heaven. We, all, we act like everybody's going to heaven, don't we? <laughs> oh, he's in a better place. Really? <laughs> huh? I don't get there. That's another set. Don't get me going on that one. Don't get me going. So uh, uh, I'm kind of all over the place today. I'm Because, uh, look, I make people mad, and I don't do it on purpose. Okay, I don't do it on purpose. I really don't. And you shouldn't just get mad just because you say, "Well, there he goes, hammering the hammering the rapture again." Why, why does that make you mad? Half the world doesn't believe that. Okay, and I'm not. I'm. I'm just asking the question. That's all. That's all. They call it the blessed hope. So I just got this up on the screen, and I read through it. I thought, man, this is this is pretty good. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to read down through this, okay? This is a prayer. This is from Char. Uh, I don't know who Charlie Champ is. I don't know. But I read it and I thought, man, hey, folks, would, would everybody agree that the Bible tells this us this? Know this also, that in the last times, perilous times shall come. 
Now, I don't know if we're in the last times, but I know we're in perilous times. Would anybody disagree with that? Would anybody disagree with the fact that somebody could set off a nuclear bomb tomorrow and we would never do Coach Dave live again? You guys are tracking with me on that, right? So we are clearly, clearly in perilous times because we have the clashing of of several different kingdoms. That are, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. There's more than, well, Coach, what are you talking about? Well, the kings of this earth. That's what it tells us in, in Psalm 2, kings, plural, plural. So there's there's different, this war is being re- waged in different areas and in different ways by different forces than we totally understand. Ultimately, it is Satan against Christ. We understand that. But I'm going to tell you something. The devil has got a very, uh, what's that? A, a varied He's got himself a broad team that's fighting in a lot of different directions. And can I tell you something? We, we, we got no clue. We got no clue about it. And we don't even know how to fight it. We really don't know how to fight it. Which brings me, let me, I'm going to pull fast on you real quick. Okay. Uh, Spencer, pull, or Jonathan, I think it was, I'm sorry, John. Pull up uh, Russ Dizdar. Folks, I'm going, to, I'm going to make, give you a suggestion right now. You can follow it or you cannot follow it. I don't, I don't care. If you want to, uh, Amen. if you want to be enlightened, Russ Dizdar has a course. Put this in the chat, then, Johnny, if you will. Russ Dizdar has a course called the Black Awakening, and it's about ten parts, maybe one, two, session two, session three, session. Look, look at all these sessions that Russ Dizdar, the late Russ Dizdar, has done regarding the Black Awakening that we might understand, at least from Russ's perspective, what it is that we're dealing with. And I would suggest that as you're sitting around doing nothing, quit playing, quit playing checkers on YouTube or whatever. Take the time to to listen to these teachings. I, I can't I can't give you this, but this will really be really really eye opening to the times in which we live. Rust Isdar's course on the Black Awakening. All right, so put that in the chat. Stupidity is never knowing the truth. Ignorance is ignoring the truth. There you go. So. This would, this, would be, this would be really good for you, okay? Thank you. So let's get back to that prayer. Um, um, this powerful, man. It's powerful. Heavenly Father, we come before you seeking your protection over America. In Psalm 91.4, you promise to cover us with your feathers and provide refuge under your wings. Shield our nation from all forms of terrorism and keep us safe from harm. By the way, I'm going to stop right here. This is a prayer, folks. This is praying God's word. Do you understand? This isn't just, oh, Lord, please protect us. Oh, Lord. No, no. Notice how much the scripture is woven into this prayer, okay? Lord, we declare your words from Isaiah 54, 7. See, the, what's the weapons of our warfare? What? Huh? Huh? What's what's whole armor of God, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, loins of good about truth. Feet shod, preparation of God's peace, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's our sword, the word of God that gives you effectual prayers. Lord, we declare your words from Isaiah 54, 7, that no weapon formed against America shall prosper. May your divine protection surround our borders, cities, and people guarding us against any acts of terror. Before I came down here today, I went over and I laid my hands on my wife's head. She would attest to this. And I declared Psalm 91 over my wife. You guys do that every day? You do that? We're going to pull that up here in a second, by the way. Gracious God in Psalm 120. See, he's fighting with the word. Gracious God in Psalm 121a, you promise to watch over our coming and going. You're reminding God of his word. You're reminding God of his word. That no weapon formed against America shall prosper. What's wrong one? I'm sorry. You promise to watch over our coming and going, both now and forever. We ask for your constant vigilance and guidance, protecting us from any potential threats. Well, my wife and I, I'm, bear with me again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why you guys watch this show. My wife and I are going to uh, uh, Georgia this weekend. We're going to Georgia this weekend. We're driving. And we're going to go to next weekend. We've been invited to uh, come down Pastor Dale's church. And we're going to fly. And I told my wife, the last place I want to be today is away from home especially on a plane and even in a car. 
Are, are you guys with me? But this is what we're praying about here, right? Lord says to go, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, All right? The plane blows up, then the plane blows up. Uh, Heavenly Father, we pray for wisdom and discernment for our leaders. Oh, Lord, do we ever. I got something. <laughs> somebody remind me, Kennedy. Kennedy, remind me. Somebody, when, so when, I'm, when I'm done with this, somebody's job is to remind me of Kennedy. Okay, Father, we pray for wisdom and discernment for, for our leaders and law enforcement agencies. Grant them the knowledge and skills needed to prevent and to respond effectively to any acts of terrorism. Lord, in Proverbs 21, there's the word again. We're reminded that victory belongs to you. We ask for your intervention, divine intervention, to thwart any plans of terrorism and bring peace to our nation. Scroll down, please. Number six, Almighty God, we lift up our military personnel, police officers, first responders. Strengthen them and equip them with the necessary tools to safeguard our nation from any harm or danger. Heavenly Father, in Psalm 34, 7, there's that sword. You promise that your angels encamps around about those who fear you. I fear you, Lord. I fear you. I pray that your angels are encamped around about me. We ask for your angelic protection over America, over our families, and guard us from any acts of terror. Lord, we pray for unity among our citizens, that we may stand together against terrorism, support one another in times of crisis. Help us to foster a community of love, peace, and understanding. Gracious God, we pray against any spirit of fear that may try to grip our nation. Replace fear with courage, faith, and resilience, knowing that you are our ultimate protector. Heavenly Father, in Jeremiah 29, 11, here comes the sword. You declare that you have plans to prosper us and not to harm us. We trust in your sovereignty. We ask for your protection over America's future, shielding us from any terror attacks. And Lord, we pray for the families and loved ones affected by past acts of terrorism. Comfort them, heal their wounds, and grant them peace that surpasses all understanding. Almighty God, in Psalm 12, 125-2, there comes the sword. You promise that those who trust in you are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken. We put our trust in you, believing that your protection will prevail over any acts of terrorism. Lord, we lift up our intelligence agencies, asking for wisdom and insight as they gather information to prevent acts of terrorism. Lord, have the righteous men arise in those agencies, Lord. We come against the wicked men who've infiltrated into those agencies. Grant them success in their efforts to keep our nation safe. And gracious God, we ask for your mercy and grace to fall upon those who may be influenced by extreme ideologies. Bring transformation and healing to their hearts, turning them away from violence and hatred. Scroll down, please. 16, Heavenly Father, in Psalm 144. Hey, Clay, pull out that sword. There comes that sword. We pray that you would keep America safe from the hands of the wicked. Protect us from those who plan to cause us harm. Lord, we pray for a spirit of discernment among our citizens. That we may be alert to potential threats and support any suspicious activities to the proper authorities. Almighty God in Psalm 91 3. Does anybody see the sword coming out again? Trench, you see the sword coming out again? In Psalm 91 3, we're just holding, we're just holding, reminding him of his promise. You promised to deliver us from the snare of the fowl and from the deadly pestilence. We claim your protection over America, safeguarding us from all forms of terrorism. And Heavenly Father, we pray for peace to prevail in troubled regions around the world. Help us to work towards understanding and unity so that terrorism may be eradicated from the root. Cut it at the root, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we pray for the families who've lost loved ones to acts of terrorism. Surround them with your love and comfort, healing their broken hearts, granting them strength. And Lord, being drawn unto you. Let some of those non-Christians who are heartbroken Lord, you said in your word, what the devil meant for bad, you meant for good. Lord, use it for good in Jesus' name. Gracious God, we pray for the safety of our transportation systems. Coach Dave in airports and on the highways, protect us from any potential attacks and ensure the well-being of all who travel within our borders. Heavenly Father, in Psalm 146, or 46, one, there is a sword. You declare that you are a refuge in our strength, and we're reminding you of that, Lord, a very present help in trouble. We lean on your strength and ask for your protection over America in this time of crisis. And Lord, we pray for the eradication of extreme ideologies of fuel acts of terrorism, 
Lord, please replace hatred and violence with love and understanding. Bring about a lasting peace. Almighty God, we ask for your guidance and your protection over educational institutions. Lord, let the truth penetrate into the schoolhouses, into the highways, into the byways, into the educational situation with our children. Shield our schools and universities from any potential acts of terrors, infiltration, ensuring the safety of our children. Scroll down, please. Of our, uh, of our children. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I think we've already put that in the chat. That might be something for you to continue to uh, uh, just kind of focus on it. Focus on it. Focus on it. I want to share something. Somebody remind me about uh, Kennedy, okay? But I want to share another story with you. Uh, yesterday, I, every, I do a monthly newsletter. By the way, if you're out there and you don't get our monthly newsletter or you're not getting our emails, uh, we're in joy. Sheila, I'm going to be in Royston. I'm going to be in Royston. I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll, a second. Uh, if you're not on, if you're not getting our emails, just just put go, go to the CoachDaveLive.com and just get on our email list. We, we send out good stuff, good stuff. And also, of course, it's the beginning of the month, so I send out a newsletter. Why do I send out a newsletter? It's a reminder. Please support what we're doing, huh? Really, that's what the newsletter is. It's just a reminder that we're here and we're working hard. And if you're not, uh, so if you're not getting the newsletter. Just go online and look, we're not, we don't bug you. We don't bombard you with emails. We really don't do that. So I know we got a lot of brand new listeners and, and uh, new members here of the team. We'd love to be able to communicate with you. So we promise we won't bombard you. I promise you. And I promise you, we do not bombard you and ask you for money. We don't do that. We need your financial support. We don't, we don't constantly hit you every day. Some of these, I don't know about you guys. Some of these emails I get, I get five a week. So holy crummy, leave me alone. We, we will not do that to you, I promise you, okay? We won't do that. So uh, I want, I, uh, so again, if you would, just go ahead and give us, give us your email there. Uh, I want to share a real enlightening story that happened to me yesterday. I was talking about my newsletter. Uh, I was behind. I, I just have been had, had a lot going on. My newsletter, I always try to get it out on the first of the month, and <laughs> I was behind. Got to stuff envelopes. I got to stamp envelopes. I got to put... I, my computer was messed. It was just an aggravation. I said, I can't get this thing in, done in time. So <laughs> I went over to my, my granddaughters live next door to me right now. I went over to them and said, hey, hey, went to Maggie. Maggie, can, can the three girls come over and help me uh, put the labels on the envelopes? Sure. So the th- three little granddaughters come over. And, you know, you got to peel them off. You got to stick them on the envelope. You got to put them in the right place. And Emmy's only, how old is she? She's six, maybe. I'm sorry. Let me turn this off. And so I'm thinking this ain't going to work very good. But they sat down there and for about an hour and they meticulously, my grandchildren, meticulously put the envelopes, uh, the, the labels. So anyway, they, they get that all done. I made them count them. I made them stack them. I made them do all that kind of stuff and yada, yada, yada. And then when they get got done, Oh man, I kept bear with me. I got, I got to. Show, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you guys don't say because I don't care about that crap. Yeah, you do. I got to show you because it's. I'm giving you a lesson here. Hang on here. I'm going to send this to you right now. Uh, how do you best get it, John? If I send it to you, Spencer, you'll get it. Okay, hang on here, folks. I got to show you this. It's coming right now. So as soon as you get, uh, uh, as soon as you get it, put it up on the screen. So the uh, Bible says, train a child in ways you go and won't get old. When it gets old, won't depart from it. So coming up on the screen here in a minute, you're going to see something of my three little granddaughters with a $5 bill that I gave them. And I said to them, after I gave them the $5 bill, I said, that's um, me, as, me as the first one, then little Emmy, and then Macy. And I said, hey, hey Macy, Mia, Emmy, I want you to know something. Grampy didn't just give you $5. You earned it. You earned that $5, Macy. And it is your money. Now, your mommy and daddy, you you shouldn't spend that without asking your mommy and daddy. But that money is yours because you earned it. Now, sometimes you come over to Grampy's house and sometimes I'll give you a dollar and all that kind of stuff. That's a gift. There's a difference between gift and earning it. 
And every day, your daddy goes to work, and he earns money. And what does your daddy do with the money that he earns? And of course, they look at me and they say, um, um, they don't know. I said, well, he buys you food. He buys a car. He buys you clothes. And he does that because he goes to work and earns the money. And so I want you girls to understand that that money, that $5 bill that you're holding right there, you earned it. Nobody gave that to you. And in this world, you're going to be required to earn your way through life. People aren't going to give you anything. Boom! What a lesson, right? What a lesson. And I wonder how many of us are teaching that very simple, basic thing to our children. And you know what they said? Rampy, can we help you again? So they understand helping, volunteering. I explained it to them, the difference between volunteering and earning. They now, they understand it. So I said, listen, you guys, can you earn some money around your house? Could you help mommy with some duties around the house? Maybe earn some money? Oh, boom. I saw it in their eyes. Woo! Wow. And I said, you shouldn't always work for mommy and expect money for it. But I bet there's some things that mommy might pay you to do. Maybe clean your room. You get it, folks? Get it? We have to begin. Us old folk, we got to get this into our kids because I'm going to tell you, the next generation is so busy. I, you remember when you were – they're so busy. <laughs> they, 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 miss, they miss these opportunities. You can pull those on those beautiful grandchildren. You can pull them down off of there. Amen. Okay, so I said Mr. Kennedy because uh, I, I love this guy. I love this guy. Uh, this is way another I, shout out to Louisiana. Yeah, coach. I, was gonna, I was gonna say that, Dale. Another one of those Louisiana boys, right? Huh? Why can't we have straight talkers like this in America? America would be better if we had straight talkers. So play Mr. Kennedy here. This is just this is so good. I said we gotta we gotta hear this baby. Go ahead. God bless this man. Listen to this. Americans do not deserve to be governed by deeply weird nauseously woke people who hate George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Dr. Zeus, and Mr. Potato Head, who hyperventilate on their yoga mats if you use the wrong pronoun, who think kids should be able to change their gender at recess, who carry around Ziploc bags of kale to give them energy and who think they are better than us. By the way, to me, kale tastes like I'd rather be fat. (laughs) 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 Straight talking like that. Is that true? How do we get to the point where we are being ruled over by such? I mean, it's 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 craziness, man. It's craziness. It's crazy. Huh? Oh wow, wow, wow. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I, I, oh man, look, I got twelve directions I want to could go. I want to stop right now and I want to open it up because I sense somebody has something pertinent for the crew out there. So come on in, come on in. I got more. You get bored, I got more. Not here to entertain, we're here to educate. Anybody? Okay, come on in, Jack. I'm Coach, I'm stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. You always take the opportunity to teach. How come you didn't take three of those dollars away from those kids and go downtown <laughs> and give it to somebody that didn't earn it, just like I, the government? Uh, I, that's that's the next step, right? That's the next step. But that that's what we should have done, right? I should have said, oh, yeah. Here goes a here goes a dollar to those people who won't work, and here goes a dollar to the schools, and here and, and they're left with twenty eight cents. Yeah, pro- probably. Good point, Jack. That'll be that'll be the next lesson, right? I, I think I think they understand the whole idea of of, um, of uh, earning money now. Okay, so let's go. Let's go. Uh, go ahead, Rochelle. Uh, Spencer, get number uh, get number eight ready, if you would. Go ahead. Sorry, oh, I. 
thought you were trying to fill time. I was just going to tell a funny story. Um, Go ahead. No, no, back, since it's I'm, since it's ho- it's here. quick. <laughs> it's quick. What? Since it's Halloween time, th- okay, don't yell at me. This was back when I was a heathen. All right, we're good. We're good. <laughs> and uh, my kids went out for uh, trick or treating, and they bring home all this candy, and I used um, I used that uh, to teach them about because they were talking about how far they had to walk. One of my kids had blisters on their feet, and this and that, and all, but they had these bags full of candy. And I said, and I was explaining to him about, well, you worked really hard to get all this candy. And then I said, what if I took half this candy and gave it to our neighbor who didn't go trick-or-treating, didn't get dressed up, doesn't have any blisters on his feet and didn't do anything to earn it. And they were like, that wouldn't be fair. And they, you know, they (laughs) told me all these reasons why he shouldn't get half their candy. And I, I uh, use that as a teaching tool. Thank you, coach. So it goes, folks, if you remember, uh, thank you, Rochelle, if you remember that uh, when uh, Donald Trump was trying to give us a tax break, remember, he wanted to stop the withholding. Remember that, folks? And oh, did they kick and scream over that one? Because why? Because if people ever realize, see, we live our lives, we tell everybody, they say, how much do you earn? And you say, well, I make uh, $75,000 a year. Okay, good. Well, how much do you take home? And they go, uh, uh. Because we live our lives not on how much we earn, we live our lives based on how much we take home, don't we? Don't we? So if they, if we, if the, every week we had to send a check to the government, if we had to write a check to the government, rather than them just taking it out, we would, we would stop this very, very quickly. I promise you that. If we saw it, and be, so they have a system set up where they, where they get their hunk out of there. I don't know, I don't know where you guys are, because Michelle and I don't have a mortgage, we don't have to. We don't pay a monthly payment with our taxes included. You know what I'm saying, folks? A lot of you are paying your taxes monthly as part of your mortgage, right? Right? So you don't even realize how much of your money is gone. But Michelle and I, we get every six months, we get a statement saying, here's your tax bill, property tax bill. Here's what you got to pay. And they list it out. And I see how much I'm paying to the school's and that see if every week they told us here you got to send us 500 bucks for the schools a lot of this crap would stop a lot of it would stop but because we've conditioned ourselves to live on take-home pay we don't even realize what the heck's going on jeff klein coming coach whenever old senator kennedy would come on i'd always tell mary janice to listen to this guy he'll have something great he always comes up just common sense stuff Common last, sense. Last time on Newsmax, they're showing parents are sticking in big tubs of candy out front of their door, and they're being robbed. They're showing <laughs> kids coming up stealing everything. The one mom come up with their kids, they looted the whole barrel, the whole thing. <laughs> it's like, what were they thinking? The stupidity. They went to come steal it all. Well, because look, our government steals, right, folks? You understand our government steals? So what flows through the head flows oh. through the body? So the government has justified stealing and uh, coercion and uh, what do they call armed robbery? You don't think it's armed robbery? You don't think it's armed robbery? If you don't pay your taxes, what do they do? They come and arrest you. Folks, that's armed robbery. Craig. I'm smarter for someone than me, but uh, you know, have all these apps, right? You've taken so many steps today. You went to this place yeah. in the world. You slept. We need a tax app. So whatever you do, it's like it just charges up your taxes you pay at the end of the day and says, you just spent $85 in sales tax and this tax. And it would really surprise a lot of people every day. They just Boom. spend it, yep, right? Yep. So somebody needs to come up with a tax app that has a computer savvy. Here's the good news, Craig. And, and I, you guys think I'm crazy. I pray for the collapse of America. What? We, look, I pray for it. I pray for a righteous collapse of America. Because we are under the control of the kings of this earth, which we read about. We already read about it. We read, read in Psalm 2, and yet we don't understand the kings of this earth and what they're doing. They, we don't get it. And uh, a collapse of this fake, demonic government in Washington, D.C. might be the best thing that ever happened to us. Folks, look, look, we don't have any money. And what money we do print, they send overseas, line the pockets of the wicked, and then come and make us pay for it, right? This this can't this can't go on forever. You ever heard of the Boston Tea Party? 
That's what led to the American Revolution is the idea of taxation. Jack, go ahead. South Alabama. Simple, thing, simple, simple thought process. All taxes, all taxes are bribe or punishment. All taxes are stealing. All of them are stealing. Now, listen, Jack, I would agree with a consumption tax. I don't mind. I, I, I don't mind. If they want to tax me with a sales tax, then that's okay because I don't have to buy that thing. Yeah, you want to do you want to do something, folks? Drive up to your local gas station and look how much tax is on every gallon of gasoline, state tax and federal tax. It's 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 crazy. It's just freaking. We're, we're crazy, man. We're crazy. Trent. Yeah, coach. Uh, how many? A young man's dream, a young boy, a young child, mainly boys, maybe girls, think about this too, but probably not. Uh, fighting. Being being in the military, you know, uh, had a pastor say the line last night, you know, I'm ready for Jesus's return. Well, I think about Coach Dave and I'm like, well, shoot, I got more work to do here. I'm not really ready for Coach Dave's return. But imagine, imagine not being taken away and actually being able to fight on Christ's army with your general as Jesus Christ. Amen. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing, Trent. It is amazing. Amen. And look, uh, as marvelous as heaven is going to be, I don't. I ain't ready to go. I don't go yet, Lord. I don't. I don't want to go yet, Lord. Right? I had something. To say. Look, this sounds arrogant, but I'm just going to tell you. I was uh, went into a store yesterday, and I showed my. I had to show my ID. And anyway, uh, uh, guy says, "You're you're 71." I said, "Well, I'll be 71." Dad, gone. You don't look that old, man. That blessed me. That really blessed me because I, you know, I look at myself and I see all these things hanging over my neck and all that, right? And I thought, Lord, thank you for health and strength because my job isn't done. My job's not done, and I don't. Wanna, I don't want to rot away in some nursing home with my wife taking care of me, right? Thank God I'm still strong and can go get up and go every day, man. Clay, you're hosting what? Clay, I missed that. Clay's sitting in for John Diamond today, 9 o'clock. All right, Clay. God bless you, man. Do good. Do well. Do well. Jock, come on in. Yes, it's NutraSwish. I sit every day. Good morning, morning, everybody. Uh, I just wanted to throw this in. We're talking about uh, just uh, my, my mom always would say, John, use your common horse sense. And we'd say, Mom, what's the definition of that? She would say, stable thinking. <laughs> stable thinking, huh? Huh? Stable thinking. You bet. That's a good one. We got to do that. We got to do that. By the way, real quickly here. I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, Danica, are you in here today? Man, I keep forgetting to get you in here. Because uh, she she got something that helps you stay young, too. Where, are you there, Danica? I know she. I'll get, I'll, I'm gonna call you. I, golly, I told her that, and then I just get busy. I'm gonna talk, guys. Anyway, we, we're no good without our health. Are we? I'm here, you know? Coach. We'll talk later. Okay, dear. Thanks, because uh, so, folks, look, we got to take care of we got to take care of our body. <laughs> and I'm talking me. Jeez, I don't exercise enough. I don't do I, a lot of stuff. I don't do right. Old man, uh, don't let the old man in. Find that for me. Hey. Uh, f- Find that, uh, uh, Mr. Producer. Find uh, um, Don't Let the Old Man In. Go to YouTube. Don't Let the Old Man In. I'm going to play that in a second, okay? Don't Let the Old Man In. I get up. It's Clint, it's, uh, Clint Eastwood. Actually, Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Don't Let the Old Man In. Don't Let the Old Man In. I, I fight this every day, all right? I'm taking all kinds of stuff. Right there, the first one. Don't Let the Old Man In. Because can I tell you, that, honestly? A lot of us in here are old men, aren't we? We're old men. They'll probably block this. Okay, go ahead. Don't let the old man in. Play it. The second one's got lyrics. Play the second one. Play the second one. Don't let the old man I won't live it some more Can't leave it up to him He 
knocking on my door. That old man knocking at your door. And I knew all of my life that someday it would end. Get, Get up, up and, and go, go outside. outside. Don't let the old man Many moons I have lived My body's weathered and worn Ask yourself how would you be How old would you be if you didn't know the day you were born If you didn't know the day you were born Try to love on your wife And stay close to your friends Toast each sun down with wine. Don't let the old man. Looks like Buckeye Lake right there. It's not. that every day how old would you be if you didn't know the day you were born what a line that is by the way toby keith has stomach cancer i'm you know and uh he's really really fighting it he's lost about who knows how many pounds amen amen dale come on in you know coach it's uh you know there, it's something you cannot win we all going to get older but when I see them grandbabies, I mean, how it's like a new chapter in life. It's Amen. not an old thing. I think about the old, older folks that, you know, either had one child or no children, want to live for themselves, and they get older and they sit around in an empty house. See, yep. Coach, you stay busy, and then you have the grandchild. You don't got time to get old. You're too busy, right? I need when I look at you know, it's a, it's a, what else are we born for coach, but to multiply and subdue the earth and give Amen. God glory in doing it. Amen, baby. Amen. I get up every day. I know how much they, I know how much they need me, but hang on. I know how much the Lord needs them to be trained in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And I ain't going to let that old man in. I'm, I ain't, I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to go spend all my time going to Florida and sitting on the beach. I ain't going to say, well, I've earned my retirement. No, 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 no. Wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. If I was in Florida, I'd get home and get with my grandkids. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Yeah. Don't let that old man in, man. That lie, that lie that they've told you. Don't let I'm telling you. Don't don't let that happen. Okay, okay. Man, I'm all over the place today. Right? That's okay. So uh pull up number seven. I said number eight, pull up number seven. Uh truth's coming out, friends. The left is desperate. Uh, I'm not going to read all this to you, but I'm going to show you some evidence here. Stay right there, Johnny. They now have proof. This is by Steve Kirsch. I don't know if you guys know Steve Kirsch, but he's a well-reputed researcher, expert. He ain't no monkey, all right? The vaccine has killed 3.5 times more Americans than the virus. Medical facts, medical research, the vaccine has killed 3.5 times more Americans than COVID. They have, they have, they got, they have the statistics. You, you can scroll. I'm not going to take – scroll down a little bit, Johnny, because there might be something else I wanted to show them. But I'm not going to read all this to you because you all can read, and we'll put it in there, right? Here's the data. They give you the data. 
exactly tell you how many people died and what were the first. They did a survey. Stay right there a minute. Uh, they had they did a survey, and they had ten thousand responses, and they were uh, found out that most of the people who had loved ones who died died as a result of the vaccine, not from COVID. It's it's out there. It's out there. It's, they ain't taking the back. Scroll down, Johnny. 100, 108,000 people they they did the analysis. No fancy math needed. Tells you how they went through it. Fact checkers are welcome. Come on in. In fact, he's made a million dollar bet with anybody that will take him on. 3.5 says that seemed pretty high, right? Talks about it going down through there. And uh, the facts are there. The virus, the vaccine killed. There it is. Three other powerful, uh, stay right there. Wayne Root has numbers that are even more skewed, 30 to 1. Number of people died from the vaccines, 30 to 1 over, over, over COVID. 30 to 1. Rasmussen survey found that COVID vaccine killed as many people as COVID. This was done by an independent firm. It's done with the public, and 75% of the public believes the other narrative. They believe the jab, unbelievable. <laughs> so Steve Kirsch, put that in the chat. You can, you, can, you can follow that one, okay? And then click on another one from Ed Dowd. And I, I want to make all of you aware of this because this is happening, folks. This is happening. Get the other one up there. We have, we have an onslaught of cancers. Onslaught of cancers. Now, look, Dr. Paul, I'm no, I ain't no doctor, all right? But statistics are showing not only is the jab causing uh, the cancer explosion, but the shedding of the vaccine is causing it to happen as well. That's a scary thought, isn't it, folks? Huh? The cancer, turbo cancer. That's right, Vinny. Turbo cancer is happening out there, and they're not telling us about it. And it's happened because of well, there it is. UK death and disability trends for malignancies. Look, just look at the blue. Just look at the blue line. That's all you need to know. Turbo cancers, and the turbo cancers aren't just happening to the vaccinated. They're being shed from others. Scroll on down the next next one. I'm, I'm going to get off of this here in a second. I'll put this in the chat. Uh, Hanks, just stay right there. Uh, the anecdotal evidence, excessive death rates from cardiovascular disease. Look, excessive death rates from cardiovascular diseases were flat in 2020, but up 13% in 21 and 43%. Cardiovascular disease is up 43%, folks. Huh? Are you kidding me? And then now, all of a sudden, this cancer is popping up everywhere. Okay, put that in the chat. You can take that stuff down. And then I got a video I want you to play. That could. COVID on trial. It's five minutes and 54 seconds. Throw that thing up. You guys all know this, right? I'm just trying to give you, what do they call? I'm trying to give you evidence that you can share with others. That's what I'm trying to do here. Because you're coming across the... You're coming across the skeptics every day, okay? Play this at 1.5 speed, Johnny, if you can. COVID-19 on trial. They've so lied to us. Our government lies to us. They're lying to us about, they're lying to us about the Ukraine. Uh, they're lying to us about all of them, folks. They're just freaking our liars. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we are witnessing madness. Worse, the perpetrators of this madness continue to stoke the flames. They would have us believe that we face a threat so deadly and dire that our lives can never be the same. They would have us believe that every destructive policy they've enacted has not only been necessary, but that none of these policies have gone far enough. They would have us believe to get back some of what they've taken, we must first give them more of what they want. But is any of it so? I will prove to you that it Stop is not. Let's take a close. So you get this picture here? They're taking free speech? What? Ministry of Censorship? They're throwing you in jail. They're locking you down, and they're taking free speech, free assembly. They're taking away small businesses. They're taking away privacy. Get the picture here. All this being, folks, all this being done by Psalm two, kings of this earth conspiring against the Lord and against His anointed. Okay, yeah, you get it. You get the battle. Go ahead. Closer look at the threat they have used to seize unprecedented power, destroy economies around the world, and secure trillions of dollars in bailouts. First. We need to address the number that health officials have been throwing around since the beginning of this so-called crisis, the potential death toll of COVID-19. If the current death toll hasn't been exaggerated, we have reason to believe otherwise. And if the current death toll doubles, 
COVID-19 will kill approximately 1.5 million people around the world. That number sounds very big, and the media has done everything within its power to convince you that it represents a significant threat to your life. The average person on the street can be forgiven for thinking that they, or somebody they love, will drop dead at any minute. Well, let's examine this monster that they've created in the public's mind. Here it is. And without any context, it looks like a vicious pit bull on a six-foot chain, waiting to maul anyone who gets within its reach. But is it? No, it's not. In fact, cardiovascular disease kills more than 10 times as many people every single year. It truly dwarfs the threat of COVID-19. So, if we aim to keep this dog analogy accurate, we're going to have to change this guy into something more appropriate, like a five-pound chihuahua. We'll let cardiovascular disease assume the role of a scary 50-pound pit bull. Surely, if the COVID-19 chihuahua is such a threat, then something that's 10 times more deadly should have killed us all by now, right? Well, no. Cardiovascular disease is certainly deadly, but it's nowhere near as deadly as all-cause mortality, which kills nearly 60 million people every year. So, it looks like we've got to turn cardiovascular disease into something less scary, a schnauzer, perhaps. And to represent the 60 million annual deaths, we'll just have to pretend that there's such a thing as a 200-pound pit bull. Surely, if this is deadly enough to shut down the world and create mass hysteria, then this guy, this guy, should have justified something unimaginably worse, right? But it didn't. So how is it that we all managed to live our lives all these years despite this horrible threat? I'll tell you how. Because this is nowhere near the biggest, baddest, toughest dog on the block. It's more like a cuddly St. Bernard compared to the real beast that we haven't seen yet. This monster isn't twice as big, or 10 or 20 or 30 times as big. No, the biggest dog on the block is 125 times larger. Imagine, if you can, a 25,000-pound pit bull. This pit bull represents humanity. It represents the living, breathing strength of all the human beings that will not die, regardless of what the worst of these threats can throw at us. Wow. To really put this in perspective, let's do some simple math on the blackboard. Prior to COVID-19, when we all lived normal lives, less than 1% of us died each year, 0.007 of the Earth's population. In 2020, with COVID-19, that number hasn't changed. It's still less than 1% of us. It's still 0.007 of the Earth's population. The impact of this pandemic on total annual deaths is so small that you have to move into the fourth decimal place to measure it. Even among the most vulnerable, those above the age of 70, COVID-19 would have to kill 4.5 million, three times the projected death toll, to reduce their survival rate below 99%. Does any of this sound like what you were led to believe? If not, then consider the harsh reality that you were intentionally misled. You were intentionally misled. Save out right there. The lust for power enslaves them as such they must enslave others. We have a choice. We can see them as they are, or we can see them as they wish to be seen. This is an opportunity. Go ahead and play it. Wow, huh? Wow. Read more? Okay. Hey, lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Joe Plummer just died, by the way. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Big bad wolf. Big bad wolf. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Paul Goslin, come on in. Yeah, I just keep going back to the beginning with Rockefeller. It wasn't about, um, it was about a slow demise. And then he slipped in 60 million babies to be murdered. Yeah. That doubles the population of all-cause mortality. Wow. That, that, oh, Paul. Wow. I think if we, if we look at biblical times, 120 years is what we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live healthy in that period of time. Right. People live miserable lives, their entire lives. Even if they only live to 70 years, they're, they're miserable. They're sick. And it's the toxins. It's the Masonic, uh, whatever Rockefeller dictated back in 1933. So it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is if we all lived 120 year, years and we were healthy, but if we take all the time on this earth away from us to the point where we're only living 77, now think about that. Think about what they've done to us. There's, there's big changes coming, Coach. Amen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey, real quickly, Johnny, go to my uh, Facebook page real quickly. Because I showed this yesterday, and I don't, I don't think some of you got the impact of it. Uh, but remember, Psalm 2, always remember Psalm 2, going down, going down, going down, going down, 
go on down. Oh, stop! 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 Make that bigger, Johnny. That's a picture of Mark Zuckerberg and Katy Perry. Now, somebody tell me the odds of Mark Zuckerberg at the age of, what's that guy look like? 16, 14? What are the odds of him knowing Katy Perry? Boom. Now, somebody look real quickly for me. Think it's Photoshop? Might be Photoshop. I don't know. Huh? Somebody do me a favor and see how, uh, text how old Mark Zuckerberg is. Katy Perry, I think, is 40, 41, maybe, maybe, I think. Is anybody finding it? So, look, kings of this earth are conspiring against the Lord and against his anointed. And if we ever lose sight, he was born in 1984. He's 39 years old. How old's Katy Perry? How old's Katy Perry? So if that if he's 16 there, that would be 23 years ago. That'd be 23 years ago. Picture was taken. If it's not Photoshop, Katy Perry. How old's Katy Perry? October 20th, 1980. Same age. Same age. And so if we don't think, I, I, I bear with me a second. I got to make. I got to get this in your head real quickly. Uh, pick up. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl's dating the football player, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Do you have any idea how many people out there probably sing and dance as well as Taylor? Taylor, what's her last name? Taylor Swift. Swift. Do you have any idea how many people out there can sing and dance as well as her? What made, what made Taylor Swift a star? Why do they continually, who made Jimmy Kimmel a star? How many people are there as funny as Jimmy Kimmel? Who made those people on Friends that Matthew Perry just died? Who made him a star? Folks, do you think that these people who are rising up as our role models, you think that's happening by accident? Hmm? Until we understand, why, why do I turn on the football game and see Taylor Swift? Because there's a programming going on there, see. We don't understand the devil's minions and the devil. What, what's the goal of the devil? Well, he's after the seed of the woman. He's after it. And they're infiltrating and invading everything we do. Who is? Who is, coach? The kings of this earth. The kings of this Psalm 2. Pull that back up there for me. Psalm 2. Don't ever, don't ever. Ever, ever, ever. And any issue that you look at, not look at that issue and not look at it from a spiritual standpoint. What? Go, go to verse 1. Go to verse 1. Why did the heathen rage and people imagine a vain thing? Because the kings of the earth set themselves and rulers take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed. That's the battle. That's what it is. We're not Republican, Democrat, any of that stuff. It's a spiritual thing. Laura Ann, quickly. Just quickly. Um... Travis Kelsey, in the majority of his pictures, you always see him with the devil's sign. And they they brought families back to um, football by using that family because, uh, you know, the whole mom and dad thing and their whole promotional marketing plan yep. to bring the whole family thing together. Yep. You know, Jason with his girls and his family and his mom and dad and his mom is the best love person. And all of that whole marketing thing was just yep. to bring back draw you back in meanwhile we were praying during the halftime show about the demonic activity that was going on that day amen <laughs> oh, man, the devil never quits rochelle quickly we're about out of time thanks coach um you you asked who you know who makes these people famous i just want to read this one quote from um Adels huxley the power elite directly employs several millions of the country's working force in its factories, offices, and stores, controls many millions more by lending them the money to buy its products, and through its ownership of the media of mass communication, influences the thoughts, the feelings, and the actions of virtually everybody. To parody the words of W. Churchill, never have so many been manipulated by so few. Wow, 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 wow. Hey, folks, don't ever forget this. You are a spirit. 
living a natural existence. You're not a person with a spirit, with a, you with me? You with me? You are a spirit. And those who worship the Lord will worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's what we try to do here every day. You are not a body. You live in one. Wow. We have been so, wow, 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 wow. See you tomorrow.